0: TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to
0: 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the dead set legend himself, the co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Marcus, good to be here. We've got a very special guest today. Oh,
2: video. And it, It's just so novel, it? It's such isn't a weird it? thing that we're actually now looking at it as something else. I know. Because to be just...
0: in the flesh with you is a whole different experience. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very special guest today on 100 Not Out. We're going to shoot up to Mitchell's Island, New South Wales. Let me share this story with you. Before I do, I might just want to mention a couple of special things about 100 Not Out. We are proudly brought to you these days, coming to you through YouTube and the Wellness Couch and the rest, by Forage... And I always like to say about forage, in nature, find health, find out more at foragecereal.com. And we're also brought to you by the Greek Island 100 Not Out Longevity Retreat, coming to you June 20 to 29 in Ikaria this year. If you haven't uh, jumped on board and it's before Feb 29 when you're watching or listening to this, go to 100notout.com, check out all the details. We'd love to have you there if there is room still on the trip. But Damo, this is going to be an incredible story. We've got a very special guest and uh, let me tell you a little bit about Heather Balsall. At the turn of the century, six friends, three couples decided that they were not going to end up in a nursing home as they got older. They weren't going to die alone, which sadly is the fate of so many people in society today. What they did do, of course... This is the obvious answer. They decided to build a house together, a communal home in Mitchell's Island, just south of Port Macquarie in New South Wales. The Shedders, as they are known, we've got Heather, Rick, Eve, Dan, Michael and Judy, are not only ageing well in good health, they are living remarkable lives of purpose and engagement with a remarkable story to tell. One of the Shedders is a lady by the name of Heather Bolsler who around four years ago penned her experiences in a book titled Shedders, the story on how six urban revolutionaries rewrote the manual on, re- on retirement. To tell us all about it, we give a very warm 100 night out welcome to Heather Bolsler. Thanks for joining us, Heather. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. Heather, it's such an incredible uh, thing to do and, you know, often we hear people saying, oh, if things don't get better, I'm going to move countries or if things don't get better, I'm going to set up my own little commune and, and take off somewhere and I'll live happily ever after with only the people that I want to live with and you've done it,
1: <laughs> which is amazing. We
2: have. We have. <laughs> Congratulations. Now, how did, you, uh, how did you get to doing this? Like, Was it a, a big task?
1: Well it, it, well, it was a long task. Um, we had, uh, we were friends, the six of us were friends for a long time. We'd kind of come together through various things that we did, getting to know each other. And um, and we began as couples holidaying together over the Christmas break. And uh, you know how it is on holidays, everything goes so well and you're relaxed. And we had such a fabulous time together. And that was really where these conversations began. Like, what if we were in three or five or ten years to retire together and, um, and then we got into the conversations about aging and what was uh, concerning us about the way that <laughs> some of said our parents and other older people we knew, the isolation and loneliness that they were encountering uh, in their aging and so we just, um, from those seeds then the whole project developed. And over the years, we uh, we bought a piece of property. We trialed um, living together by renting a house in Sydney, a big house in Sydney, together for a while. And then, um, and then when we were pretty confident about the whole thing, then we built the house that we're living in now, and we moved into that in late 2009.
0: So, Heather, I want to ask you on this. I imagine you would have had a fair degree of um, resistance from your community or your friends or family members that, you know, they probably said to you, you know, we've got your best interests at heart here, you're crazy, what are you doing, nobody ever does this. Like, I'm guessing you would have met some resistance along the journey? (laughs)
1: Um, Yes, of course. But I think most of the resistance was a bit covert. (laughs) People would, You could just detect a sideways kind of look. Um, I actually think that most of our friends were quite supportive of it. There were the, There was the odd person who said you know i 'd rather i 'd rather put nails up my under my fingernails than um, than try and <laughs> organize living with other people wow. but, but mostly people were kind of wary, yeah, go for it, and i 'd like to see how this is going to work out
2: yeah. it 's such a great um, story. <laughs> it's a great story now this would attract a lot of attention and there was a film like a documentary filmmaker group that wanted to capture the experience together but of course you're all great friends and everything went too smoothly and there was no drama and so they they couldn't make anything of it because you know reality television these days has to be good and bad but mainly bad uh, so which, which is amazing is there just nothing that goes wrong with you guys? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well <clears throat> there's uh, there's lots of things that um, come up. I think it's part of give the, us all the gossip that we want to know everything. What happens on the inside? <laughs> it's part of the benefit of it, really. That stuff comes up all the time, every day. We have to deal with uh, with things, and but but because we know each other well, and because we're really committed to communicating our way through things, things tend not to build up and become really big and really dramatic. So we have our small dramas and. Um, we have our moments, but mostly, um, if you talked with any of us, we, we would anyone would say this works really well and it's uh, a very beneficial thing that we've done with our, with our lives. From what um, I understand, sorry yeah. to
0: interrupt, from what I understand, you guys all met. So when I say you guys, I probably should introduce you all. We've got uh, yourself and your husband, Rick. Uh, yeah. We have Eve and Dan Grisbowski. And yes. we have Michael and Judy. So we've yes. got the six of you. From what I gather, you all met around thirty odd years ago doing the landmark forum. Is that correct?
1: Well, um, Eve and Michael and Judy were were yoga practitioners, and they met early in the piece, probably in the late seventies, um, doing doing such things as teacher training together, yoga teacher training. So that was one of the one of the roots of. Um, of where we came from. And then we all did, um, at some point or other, not together, we all did a program called the Landmark Forum, which is really about creating possibility in your life and not getting stopped at the first obstacle that comes up. So I'm sure that that's um, had some real influence in how we've approached the the, the project that we took on. So um, Yeah, so we met, we met just kind of uh, over the course of maybe... 10 years we met one another and we'd we'd known each other I think we'd we'd known everyone for about 15-20 years by the time we started talking about building the house together
0: and I think there's no doubt that that type of foundation, like you said, you've, uh, a number of people in the group have experience as yoga teachers, you've done a uh, level of personal growth through, through Landmark and no doubt other work as well. I imagine that must lay a really strong foundation in the dynamic um, that you guys have together that if things do come up, if challenges do, or not if, it's more when challenges do come up, that you all come from a really strong place in that you all have a belief that you can work through whatever challenges um, arise. Would that be a fair assessment?
1: That's right. It's, it's about trust, really, isn't it? Um, and we, have, um, we, we had quite a solid base of trust when, when we first started talking about the project. And by now, we trust ourselves and each other that we can work through things. And a, a valuable thing is we know each other's strengths. And um, so you know who to rely on in certain situations. So, you know, like Eve is particularly good at drawing out um, something that's bothering someone. And um, Judy is particularly good at organizing and making sure that something happens. And Michael is particularly good at dreaming up the next project that we might be taking on, you know, like that.
2: it's oh, amazing. It sounds so good that you can all contribute to each other's lives and well-being. And I remember about... Six years ago, I got married and uh, and it was beautiful, Heather. We had a beautiful wedding, but it was just the two of us and uh, and we were able to give ourselves vows and we promised each other that we'd stick together for the rest of our lives in sickness and in health and better for worse and all of those things. Are you guys obliged to spend the rest of your lives together?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, we um, We have a carefully crafted exit agreement and at any point, anybody can say this isn't working or for any reason. Someone, someone could die, someone could get sick, someone could want to move someplace else. Um, so for any reason it could fall apart. And uh, and we're just if that happens, it happens. But our commitment is kind of for better and for worse, till death do us part. So I'm curious. Speaking, don't, so
0: yep. Damien and I, we're both curious. And, and part of our detail orientation here, and if you're not comfortable telling us, then let us know. But Are any new members allowed in?
1: Um, Oh, there's no no rules about that. There's Uh no rules about that.
0: Damien and I are thinking that we might like to relocate, bring our families up, join the shedders.
1: And let's get yeah, that to know you crazy. for twenty years or so, and um, <laughs> we'll proceed
0: from there. <laughs> uh, oh, it's beautiful. I'd love to ask you, um, and I, I know our listeners would love to know. And it draws back a bit to what we were talking about earlier. Just tips that you might have for listeners that you know you've said here, and I think it was um, might have been Michael that that was recently quoted. I, I first read about you guys in I Better Give Well being a plug because this is how we learned about you guys, and and one of you were quoted as saying that. Um, uh, many people, as they get older, get more set in their ways. They might get snarly when things are happening. But when you're a member of the shedders, um, it keeps it keeps you all young. But I suppose the question is, what are your tips for for shedding? You know, when stuff comes up, how do you find you you work through it? And what could you recommend for people as ways to look at not being so emotionally attached to the challenges that, that come up um, in their lives? Yeah, that's isn't
1: that a great question? The recipe for life, success in life um i i think you you've kind of nailed it um Marcus when you when you talk about just being willing to let things go and not being so attached um, and i think that's the that's the great secret it's it's why we call ourselves the shedders technically we had a, a shed on our property and um we talked about going up to the shed, and then we became the shedders when we realized all that we were going to have to let go of to shed in order to make this thing work together. And it's, it's being willing to make changes to yourself and being willing to listen in a way that, you, not, that we normally don't have to listen, um, to, to be with things, to be with different opinions, it just requires more of that that quality of letting letting go of releasing um, our certainty, our judgments about things. So that's pretty conceptual. <laughs> but, well, it's great. Um, I think it's
2: a philosophy that um, that's definitely missing in today. In the real world, I suppose we're in the... Or maybe you're the real world. We're not the real world. <laughs> in our world, um, there's definitely a loss of uh, of respect for other people's opinions, um, and people make judgments based on other people's decisions. So it sounds like, sounds like an oasis. It sounds amazing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Well, um, well, I think that's human nature. What you're describing is just human nature. But to be able to stand back and say, whoa, I'm doing that... And this, this is not going to work. Mm. I, I know from much experience that this will not work. Let's find another way. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the powerful next step. To be, able well, to be willing to be in conversation and to be willing to be rethinking something
2: yeah yeah absolutely it's uh there's often three conversations that people don't want to talk about one of them's politics, the other one's religion and um I can't remember the third one, but there's a third one but uh, it, i, I I'm could imagine <laughs> I could imagine that there would be um in with only one kitchen there'd be a lot of conversations that you may not be able to have much of in fact when i'm in the kitchen it's my domain i only like to be in the kitchen and i'll cook for everybody in the house as long as i get to be in the kitchen by myself as soon as someone else steps into the kitchen i'm challenged with that so do you have a chef do you have a chief
0: you know chief chef and
2: dishwasher who who, who gets that straw
0: do you have meal plans coming out of your head like who's cooking this every night and all types of uh, convoluted plans this is
1: one of my favorite parts is we actually all share the cooking, and we share it pretty evenly. So everybody is a decent cook. Everybody has their specialties. Some people are very good cooks. And um, and we just take turns. We don't have an official roster, but, you know, if I think, oh, it was, uh, let's see, Michael did the cooking yesterday and he did it the day before. That means it's our turn. Then um, we'll, we'll put, we'll draw a meal together. So we have our, we generally have dinner together. We're around. We will always have dinner together. We don't, have, um, we don't have other meals or other scheduled times together. But it's just a nice thing at the end of the day, first of all, to have someone cook for you, and secondly, just to sit down and catch up what's going on and um, mm. kind of track through the day.
0: Food and socializing, demo, it's something that we talk about so often, just combining good food and doing it with others. It sounds yes. like it's almost yes. like a
2: permanent holiday. I'm picturing this and I'm going, oh, I could do this. It's a permanent <laughs> holiday. That's,
1: that sounds great. <laughs> Better than like you know, pork and beans by yourself or heating up a heating up a summer absolutely.
0: And from what I can...
1: have to cook once a week, you have fun cooking and you have fun thinking about what it's going to be and preparing, and, and then you definitely have fun eating it.
0: And you're doing it with other people. And the other thing that I understand, Heather, is that you've got an incredible veggie garden on your property as well and that a number of you are all keen gardeners. So again, this oasis that Damien and I are, uh, are visualizing here, you go out into the veggie patch, you pick your fresh tomatoes, your cucumbers, zucchini, <laughs> your pumpkin, you do all those beautiful things and you take it back in and you lovingly prepare a meal for your best friends. Is that pretty much how it works?
1: Well, I like that picture that's, and that's pretty accurate.
0: Oh, it's fantastic it's just beautiful um, Heather just to give you an insight you know Damien and I have over 150 odd episodes have recognized that living a life on purpose moving regularly and being socially engaged are the three big essentials to living a great long life and from what we can tell you guys are absolutely mastering this but one of the big keys which you've mentioned um, in this article that Damien and I've both read is just your love life making love I think a number of people have pointed the finger and going well what are these guys doing about their love life like is it too private that they don't feel comfortable making love with each other or are they all sharing everyone and the rest like i think a few people have been um coming up with assumptions which one aren't fair but two they're intensely curious about but i would love to ask you more to promote the importance of making love with you know the man or woman that you love how important do you find at this stage of your life having that intimacy in your relationship whilst you are living with two other couples in this house
1: um well you you you're asking about sex and I think sex is really important in um uh in, oh, in just just in being in your skin and in, in getting on in the world. Um we don't we don't we don't have sexual activity with one with other with the other with other partners just with our own partner. Um that's never been a You know, never been an issue. Never been anything that was ever on the table. It's always been uh, the social, the social aspect that we where we decided to do the sharing. I don't know whether that's um, what 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 other people think or whether it becomes an issue for them. But
0: well, uh, I just think it's curious, don't you think, that people? um, I think people these days, and I live up in Byron Bay, Heather. So it's very much a big. Uh, like assumption around where I live, that if people live on a communal property, that yes. all of a sudden there's there's not just a sharing of food, but there's a sharing of of other partners as well. And I can tell just in the tone of the article that I was reading in the Wellbeing Mag that you know there was a, a suspicion or a, a curiosity around whether everyone was every couple was exclusive, um, or whether there was a sharing. But I think it's really important that when you talk about that exclusivity, that making love, and we talk about this in Korea, you know they get to ninety and one hundred and beyond and they say look they make love two or three times a week and it's a big part of their life whereas society is almost beginning to almost one of the things you were talking about the three things we don't talk about at the table I was thinking you were going to say sex because people are like it's almost becoming uh, offensive for want of a better term yeah
1: almost becoming a what?
0: Offensive, like that it's not something that we should even embrace. But I think it's really important that what you're saying is that sex, making love is a really important part of your relationship as you get older.
1: Yes, yes, I agree. I'm coming up to my 70th birthday and I agree strongly.
2: That's great to hear. It's very refreshing to know, given that uh, I'm at the ripe young age of 42 and uh, (laughs) there's still at least another 30 years. So that's great to hear, Heather. (laughs) Now, obviously this arrangement has also led to reduced costs to everybody and uh, but you and Rick travel to Canada three months of the year which I believe is largely funded by the money you save on other costs. Um, can you describe the level of fulfillment that this brings to you? You know it is, does it make you feel fantastic that you've got that flexibility the ability to save on things and then go and explore other parts of the world? It
1: It, it is fantastic. I, I just feel it gives me choices that um, that I wouldn't be able to dream of. I mean, right now, I'm sitting on my dick, my, my uh, personal, Rick's in my personal dick, and I'm looking out over our fabulous gardens, this banana palm waving in front of me. The visualization and, um, just gets more and more and,
0: beautiful, doesn't it? Don't yeah. it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a beautiful house. And these are not things that Rick and I would have been able to afford comfortably on our own. We have a four-acre property here in the country. And um, so it represents a real saving for us. And yes, it does allow us to have a more interesting lifestyle, to travel more, to do more of what we want than than we otherwise would be able to do.
0: It's an incredible, it's an incredible, I think everyone listening to this is going, I'm going to call my best friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, so, something else is that um, I think for all six of us, as we, we spent about a year and a half looking for a property and really went through a lot of, you know, do we want a 200-acre property, or somebody wanted 200 acres, somebody wanted a city, you know, do we want to be near the cappuccino machines, do we, whatever. So we went through a lot while we were looking and um, we gravitated toward the country but I think I would have been nervous moving into the country with just, with just Rick and myself. But to bring in, to kind of import a bit of community as a kind of starter agent was, um, was really valuable and really really works nicely. So even though we are on an essentially quite rural property, we have all the company that we want. And because we're all social and we're all engaged in other things in the community, we bring a lot of the community into us. So because of because Eve's been offering yoga classes, um, they're just fabulous people who come to the classes, and we've made I've made very good friends out of a number of those people.
0: Well, it seems um, like you guys are so engaged in the community. From what we can tell, um, like you said, Eve teaches yoga. Um, you're in a gardening club. Uh, Michael teaches mindfulness. Um, wow. You're all in a writers group. Um, Damien, i learning... our,
1: fa- our favorite thing is the community choir that we sing in.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this. I was just going to add in just so people can absolutely get a a, a glimpse of just how incredible a life you guys are living. From what we understand, um, your friends Judy and Eve are also palliative care volunteers helping out the nurses in the area. We were reading earlier uh, around uh, about a neighbor of yours who had um, developed breast cancer who also lived on a rural property and you helped um, your friend uh, with the crops and just helped her out in many ways so that you could actually just support your community um, in more ways than one. And yes, Damien and I have been learning that you have all joined the community choir. And Damien, I haven't actually told you this, but eight weeks of choir therapy, which I just consider belting, belting out your favourite songs, right? belting out a bit of Michael Jackson, helps people <laughs> with depression and anxiety normalise normalize their brainwaves in two months, 60 days. Remarkable. So I, how are you finding the choir?
1: Oh, uh, we, we, just, we just love it. It's it's a really vibrant choir and it's such a community. Um, there's probably about 40 people who are in the choir and so on any given night there will be 30 and the amount of harmony... You can make with um, with those voices, uh, everyone's enthusiastic. Everyone is there because they absolutely love to sing. We Heather, have... can you
0: give us a little? Can you give us like just a couple of lines of your favourite song? I can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did, it's a I bit like was... asking
0: the comedian to be funny. I appreciate that. I had to ask though. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't be able to live with myself afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just,
0: I'm curious. What are some of your favourite songs? The community comes together. You got thirty or forty there at practice. What is some of the favourite songs that you like to belt out?
1: Uh, you know, there's, there's nothing like a like a good old gospel song. We do a number of those. Um, the um, African and uh, African songs have this uh, just such a strong rollicking beat to them. Love those. And then we just do some, you know, like one of my favorites is um, Across the Universe, the Beatles song. We do a wonderful rendering of that. So it's a, it's a, it's a wide range. I, I, I don't even know if I have a favorite genre, but um, there's, um, again, so much choice.
0: Oh, it's been remarkable awesome. to listen to your journey. We are so grateful, Heather, for the time that you have shared with us here on 100 Not Out. Well <laughs> done to the Shedders. Congratulations oh, on the and life. I love
1: your enthusiasm. Thank oh, you. Oh,
0: well, again, when we learned about your story, it was just remarkable to see a group of people living the 100 Not Out message demo. They're doing this and they're, they're, not, just like, they're not just renting the idea. They're, they're actually yeah, yeah, not wishing it. They're doing it. <laughs> That's good. It's absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going to give um, your website, your book a a really big plug because I think if you want to learn more about what Heather and the Shedders are doing, go to shedders.wordpress.com, dot wordpress.com. Just Google Shedders. Um, You'll be able to find it and and really learn about what these guys are doing, how they're living. And again, it's just an incredible story of living the 100 Not Out message. Um, Heather, thank you so much again for joining us on 100 Not Out. And like we i uh, like to say to every single guest on the 100 Not Out podcast, may the rest of your life truly be the best of your life.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Now remember, <laughs> folks, we would love to hear your feedback. There's many ways to do it. Now that we're on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube. Also, find us at damianchristop.com, marcuspierce.com.au, and thewellnesscouch.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you want to go to social media, you can find us at the wellness. You can find us at facebook.com/100NotOut. Check us out there, and go to thewellnesscouch.com where you can uh, enjoy over 20 podcasts all on health and wellness, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. Until next week, Damien. Thanks for joining us, and as always may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life
2: this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter The Wellness Couch: streaming wellness into your lives